Welcome back, everyone. My name is Luis Cruz. I am your host of the Disruptive Doctrine Podcast, The Truth Uncensored. Uh, we are back today, Monday, a little bit later than usual. Um, my voice, I lost it a little bit last week, so I'm kind of starting to begin that recovery process. Uh, lots of tea. Um, but I wanted to come on here today, first of all. I need to address something, so I, I realize I do this, and every a lot a lot of these episodes I come on and I say I'm gonna start off with a topic, and then the next episode we're gonna talk about it, and then the Holy Spirit tells me to talk about something else, and then I do it, and then now it's four episodes, and I realize I never continued. So I want to apologize for that because there's probably topics that you guys wanted to hear about, and I haven't gone back to it. So from now on, um. I'm not going to tell you guys what I want to talk about next because I really do take it seriously about talking and being led by the Holy Spirit. So um, it'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise for you guys and it'll be a surprise for me. Um, just like the topic for today was the Holy Spirit while I was praying and asking him, today's Monday, uh, what are we going to talk about today? And he gave it to me about an hour ago. Um so that's that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to tell you guys anymore. Um, so the only way you're going to find out is by tuning in. Cool. So today we are going to talk about brain transplants. We're going to be talking about brain transplants. We're going to be talking about transformation. We're going to be talking about spiritual transformation. Um, it's 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 I love. Oh my gosh, I love scripture. And and it really has the keys to life. God's word is so perfect. But today we are going to focus on one whole entire verse. <laughs> no, I'm not going to read a whole chapter or a whole book. But I'm going to focus on one verse. And we're going to break down this one verse to discover what it truly means. Um, I kind of like this idea. I kind of like the idea of breaking down some of these verses or group of verses that may be a little bit harder to understand. Um, I sometimes I tend to forget that just because it's easy for me to understand and I get it easily doesn't mean everyone else gets it. I mean, this morning, some guy tried to at me on Facebook and said that the only evidence that the Holy Spirit is in you is speaking in tongues. I was like, dude. What in the world? Uh, I I I didn't even know where to begin. Um, but it makes me realize that, you know, there's so much false interpretation, unfortunately, because people, you know, the guy was trying to quote a chapter and he quoted chapter 44. I'm like, but you missed 43 verses of context. You you can't go to straight to verse 44 and skip 43 verses of context. So um I don't know. Like I said, I'm not going to tell you guys what I'm going to do because then if I don't do it, I'm going to look like a liar. But one of my favorite things that I love to do with scripture is exegesis. Ex exegesis. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, but to just really break down the roots because it it's like when you once you once you go down that route with scripture, you're you're going. I mean, you are going deeper and deeper and deeper, and it's fun. So let's get to it. What does it mean to be transformed? What does it mean 
brain transplants. Like, what does that mean? Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It's one of the most famous verses that Paul has ever written, and it's one of the greatest commandments. This is not optional. This is not Paul making a suggestion. Paul is stating a commandment of the Lord. Romans 12, verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to break this down. And there's four words that I want to break down in that verse. Conformed, transformed, renewing, and mind. So again, we're going to be breaking down these four words and we're going to dive into the etymology of it. Is conformed, transformed, renewed, and the word mind. All right. So the first word that comes up in the verse, it says, do not be conformed to this world. What does what does it mean to be conformed? Uh, the Greek word is cis kamatiso. I'm butchering that pronunciation absolutely 100%. But it's, I'm, that's how I'm pronouncing it is cis kamatiso. It's S-Y-S-C-H-E-M-A-T-I-Z-O. And it means a mold, a pattern, or behavior. So I, I, I always try to find analogies and kind of visual, vis, visualizations, imagery that makes things easy to understand. And because the two things I love doing the most outside of being a pastor, outside of being, you know, in the word and studying scripture, my two favorite, three favorite things, two out of my three favorite things. I love to cook. I'm a barbecue guy. I, I, I want to smoke every kind of meat. I'm always. I just I see the grill and I have to find something to cook on the grill. So that's that's one of my favorite things to do. But I love video games and I love sports, right? So thinking about sports in the sports analogy is there is something called scouts. Scouts you know are people who are trained to look for patterns in a potential athletes play style to see the 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 strengths and the weaknesses um and, and to basically create a mental picture of who this athlete is that if someone's looking at his scouting report just by looking at this report their goal is to be able to give you an image of who this person is based on patterns Okay, and I started going down that road. I was like, how else is that reflected in sports? Well, you have coaching. So right now, you know, unfortunately, I am a Miami Dolphins fan because I was born and raised in Miami. And again, this year, I got my heart ripped out. But the point is um, that coaching is a big indicator. Uh, uh, Who your coach is 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 reflected in patterns. So. Different coaches have different coaching schemes, and you can see a play call on the field. And this past year, our defensive coordinator was Vic Fangio. So we we would see 
uh, playing on defense and be like, oh, yeah, you can tell that's a big Fangio play because that's his pattern. That's his defensive style. That's his behavior. Um, Mike McDaniel is our, our head coach, and he's a, well, at least <laughs> in San Francisco, he was a run game guru. So you would see, um, but one of the patterns uh, or behaviors that the Dolphins were known for because it was Mike McDaniel's pattern was the motion. So the Miami Dolphins ran the most pre-snap motion in the NFL, which means that before the play starts, you got rent, uh, Tyree Kill running across the field and most just coming around doing, you know, end arounds. And it, there's just a lot of motion. And people will see that. And it's like, that's Mike McDaniel because that's his pattern. That's a mold that he created. Um, and then when it comes to gaming, uh, the whole concept of gaming is that there is a make-believe world in this video game that you're playing and whatever input you enter on your gaming control would reflect in the game so you know as of late the game that i've been playing the most is lego fortnite with my wife and you know it's basically a game where you're creating a village and you're out in the wilderness and you have to survive and grow food and mine for resources and build your town and you know if i'm on my remote and i hit a button in the game is going to reflect my input right so whoever is controlling the remote controls how the game is played and even with video games i mean you have these professional gamers that you know they have these big old esports like call of duty and madden and stuff and and you can watch someone playing say you can without even knowing who's holding the control or even seeing physical proof of your eyes, you know, the announcers and the people who study the esports world, they, I know that's this person playing because that's his style. That's his pattern. That's his behavior. That's how he plays. So because I see the the input, the results of the input, the replication of the input, I already can tell you who's putting in the input. I can tell you who has the control in their hand. So when Paul says, do not be conformed to the world, what he is saying is your life should not look like the devil has the control remote for your life. Your life, your actions, the way you walk, talk, Everything you do should not reflect that the enemy is the one putting input in your life. Okay? Because that's what happened. We gave, when Adam and Eve sinned, that's essentially what we did. We had our control remote. And we were in control of our life. And we decided to sin. And what we did was we gave Satan the control. And he began to input in our life. And he began to control us based on his patterns, his behavior, his sinful nature. So we began to live out a life of sin because Satan was the one calling the plays on the sidelines. He was the one calling the plays from the sidelines as the coach saying, you're going to do this and this and this. He was the one pressing the buttons on the remote. And we had no option because we gave him that remote. So now we're reflecting his behavior. So Christ came to take the remote away from Satan, metaphorical remote. God came to take the play call sheet out of the, the enemy's hands. And he says, you're not their coach anymore. You are not the one putting in the input anymore. So it says, do not be conformed to this world. And it says that we must be transformed, right? 
The word transformed in Greek is anakinosis. And according to Strong's uh, Greek to English interlinear definition, G2537, <coughs> anakinosis means recently made into a new kind. But then a word that really, really caught my attention was the word renovate. The word uh, renovate. So we're going to get into that when we talk about the word renew. So as with just with those first two words, we have the word conformed and we have the word transformed. So it says we cannot be conformed to the world. We cannot reflect the world. We cannot live as if Satan is the one calling the place. We cannot live as if he is the one holding the control remote, the gaming remote to your life and everything that every button that he presses, you're just doing it. We can't live like that. We can't. We can't live like that. We are to be transformed. We are to be renewed, uh, uh, recently made into a new kind. So we, we talk about this in past episodes. What is the new kind? Well, we are... We have to return to a spirit nature, the, the spirit of God, the nature that God originally intended us to be. So just with these two words, we are revealed that, check this out. So just with these two words, we are revealed that the goal of the world is to cover up the structure and the original design of man by covering it with layers upon layers of their own style, tastes, and cultures. So with the word renovate, and this is really cool, and it, it hit me, and I was supposed to say it first, but I'm a little bit out of the weather. My brain is mushy, but that's not an excuse. I'm not going to let my, you know, my little bit of a sore throat stop me from saying what I need to say today, um, because this is important, guys. So to I made a vow to my wife that through sickness or through health and richer or poor, I'm making the same promise to you guys, whether I'm sick or not, I, I will always be on here. Um, I, it's not like I have a million subscribers, but I know there are people listening. And if it's one person listening, then not one person, this is for you. But in the, one of the definitions of transform is said to renovate. And immediately I came to the, the in my mind came the vision of a house, right? And when we do home re renovations, not um, not destruction and rebuilding again, we're talking about renovations. What a house a renovation usually entails is removing everything down to the bare bones, where the only thing that's visible is the original structure of the home, right? And and growing up, I I watched HGTV all my life, and I still do, right? And I, I love Fixer Up and all these shows. And the thing is that, you know, as they be, would be on renovation, how many times would they rip up carpet and they would find that the original flooring was beautiful hardwood? And there's always the same reaction. Oh, my gosh. Why would anyone cover up these beautiful floors? And I'm just and as I'm meditating on the word renovate, I'm like, oh, my gosh, and I'm, I'm starting to think about the, the shows I grew up watching and HGTV. And I'm like. It's always the same response. They're always saying the same thing. Why would anyone cover up these beautiful hardware floors with some nasty carpet? And when the Holy Spirit put that thought in my head, I nearly flipped my table because I was like, that is exactly what the world is trying to do. You were created, right? And then you have the wallpaper. Oh my gosh. And they will be 
and then they would take out the layer of wallpaper and then they would realize there's five, six, seven, eight layers of wallpaper until you get to the actual original wall. And it's just, you know, people who something was broken and instead of going to a professional to get it fixed correctly, they try to do it themselves. And so now it's covered up and it's just disasters. And I'm like, God, this is this is us. When 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 we're conformed to the world, the world is covering up beautiful hardwood flooring. With a bunch of cheap vinyl carpet, uh, just laminate cheap stuff. When there's a beautiful, original hardwood flooring that's absolutely gorgeous. And it was the original flooring of the house. The world wants to cover it up. So when you get home, you don't see that floor anymore. When people come to your home, because you've allowed the enemy to cover up your structure, your original divine structure, with layers of sin, doubt, anger, jealousy, all the works of the flesh, every time you allow that to enter in your life and you dwell in it, it's just another layer of covering that the enemy is putting on your life where no one can see the original structure anymore. No one can see the original work of your creator. No one can see who you were originally designed to be because all you've done is allow the enemy to cover up the original structure and design with layers upon layers of style and taste and cultures that are suitable for him. Okay? So that, that's what the goal of the world is. The goal of the world is, I want to make you unrecognizable. And not only does he not want anything, is that what people are saying, like, oh, but, you know, people still recognize me, though. It's like, no, no. It's not even just that they don't want, we don't want you to be recognized. Because, yes, there is an, a, a, the image of God that how he sees you. I just asked this in church yesterday in Sunday school to my youth, and I asked this question to my church in the sermon. And it's how do how do you think God sees you, and how do you see God? So how do you think God sees us? Yes, He sees. He wants to see you as His children. He wants to see you as His family. He wants to see you as His disciples. But it's not just the devil trying to cover up how people see you. It's he doesn't want people to see God in you. So he covers up the original design. He adds all these layers and all this other stuff. And he, he wants to cover up the original plan because he doesn't want people to see God in you. That's why he works so hard to get you to the conform to the world. Because when you conform to the world, people lose sight of God. And how sad is it that we have a bunch of churches where people walk into church and they never see God? Because all the people in the pews, the worship leaders, the musicians, the pastors, unfortunately, and I know it sounds like I'm criticizing. I know that people get upset when I talk like this. And I'm not saying this from a bad place. I'm not bashing every single church because it's not every single church. I pray that you guys be led by the Holy Spirit and be led to a good church that has a pastor that preaches sound doctrine, that preaches the truth. I pray that you find that church family that will welcome you with open arms and help you be lifted up. I pray that for you. 
But we also have to acknowledge the truth that that's not the case in every single church. We have to acknowledge the fact that there are a lot of sheep who are, are wolves dressed as sheep. Because if we don't talk about it, then everybody who we're preaching the gospel is going to automatically think that every church is okay and they're not going to... They're not going to polish on their dis off their discernment. They're not going to strengthen their discernment to be able to test the spirits. If we just tell them, oh, you can go to any church and, and everybody's going to teach. No, you have to teach them what the truth is to the point where they walk into a church and say, hey, you know, what I was taught as the truth does not match what you're saying. So now I know this is a sign that I have to get out of here before it's too late. So I'm not bashing churches because I'm angry or because it's it's mainstream and it's not. no I, this is a sincere sincere warning and it, it's in it, it's for you guys to read the scripture read what the Bible says so that way you can discern when a a, a church or a pastor or a teaching is biblically sound or not and you know whether okay now this is my new family or I have to keep looking okay. So I need I need to clarify that because I know I've already heard a couple comments like you're bashing. I'm not bashing the church. I'm teaching you how to discern. I'm teaching you what the scripture says, what fruit to look for, because not everybody who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. OK, it is biblical. Jesus said it himself, not everybody who says, Lord, Lord. So we can't just go by hearing the Lord and think, no, we have to know how to discern the fruit. Right. So that's my little soapbox. I guess I'm I've been having more of those, but it's just just be mindful, be mindful and pray for discernment, um, because there's a lot of churches that are conformed to the world and they're not going to be the benefit to you. Pray for them, but look for another church. All right. So now we're going to go to the word renew. It says that we are to be renewed. And it, when I look up the definition is anakino. The Greek word and the two definitions that came up, it says to renew by moving from one stage to a higher and more developed stage. Right. So first of all, let's start off with the word re the renew renew means that there had to be an original issue. So when you first get your license, like the very first plastic license that you get in your hand. That is your original, whatever date it is, that's your original issue date. So on your license, it's going to show the date that you first ever got your license. And then if you lose your license, they'll give you a replacement and it'll show replacement date. But it's still going to show the original issue date because you got your original license on that date. And it's to let you know that this is not the original this is a replacement. So if Paul is saying that we have to renew our mind, that means that the mind that we have prior to receiving the Holy Spirit and being transformed by him and being renewed by him and being filled by him, our mind is not the original mind. It is not working in its original intention and its original design and the reason why we know this because the definition says to move from one stage to a higher more developed one so if i have to renew my mind so i can reach a higher and more developed state of mind that means at one point i was above and i got dropped down to a lower level that's what sin did 
so when Adam and Eve were first created, our mind was like God. We were able to hear his thoughts. We were able to hear his ways. We were able to have conversations with God. Adam and Eve spoke with God. They communed with God. They thought with him. They heard his thoughts. They heard his words. They felt his presence. Their mind was at an all-time level. And sin knocked it down. Because sin entered the world, now our mind's ability to be able to hear God and reflect on God had been disconnected because we lost his spirit. So when it says we need to be renewed, our minds need to be renewed so we can once again go to a place of higher spiritual development, right? So that's what renewed me. So we're talking about not being conformed, not imitating the world in our behavior and our patterns, okay? We're talking about removing all the layers, removing the carpet to reveal the hardwood, again, removing the wallpaper to show the beautiful original wall panels, to, to re <clears throat> remove, take the carpet off the stairs to show the beautiful wood stairs. I mean, taking everything that the enemy placed on you, all the culture, all, the, the, all this garbage that we're seeing and all this horrible music and all this stuff that the world has just layered and layered upon us to cover up the original design. We have to be transformed. We have to not be conformed to the world. We need to remove everything it put on us so we can be renovated, so we can be made into a new kind, so we can reach a higher stage of mental development in the spirit. All right. And at the end of the day, it's to renew our mind. Okay, it is by the renewal of our mind. The the Greek word for mind is nous, N-O-U-S. And it says that the mind is the place where you receive God's thoughts based on your will. The verse says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable perfect will of God. So the, the, the most important part of any command by the Lord is the why. Why am I not to be conformed to this world? Why am I to be transformed? Why am I renewing my mind? Why? Because I want to hear God's voice. I want to learn what is the will of the Lord. Why am I going through a brain transplant? Okay. Why am I going through a spiritual brain transplant? Because my current brain in sin had, does not have the ability to function at a higher, more divine, divinely favorable level. My mind does not have the ability, while it's in sin, to hear God's voice. And since I can't hear God's voice, I make mistakes. And then I make the mistake, and then I get mad at God because I made the mistake. And then I enter anger, and then I enter bitterness, and then I enter depression. So then I go into drugs. And after I start doing drugs, I start drinking alcohol. And then I end up making worse friends. And then I make worse decisions. And then I end my life <clears throat> and I end up in hell for an eternity. All because I couldn't hear God. There is so much danger. When you're not hearing God, you are in critical danger. But now we want to just keep on blaming God, and we keep on saying, oh, God's not talking to me. Bro, God is always, always talking. Jesus said, those who have ears to hear, he said, my sheep hear my voice. He is always 
talking. God is always trying to tell you something because he's in your past, he's in your present, and he's in your future. Your focus on your your focus is supposed to be today. God can see your whole life and he's going to speak to you. He's going to tell you what to do so you can avoid what he saw 10 years down the road. But if you cannot hear God, there's a problem. But we don't care anymore if people, if God talks to us or not. We don't care if we don't hear his voice because we're too focused on us. We're too focused on the world. We're too focused on getting rich. We're too focused uh, on getting titles. We're too focused on climbing the church corporate ladder. I don't understand the obsession with titles in the church. The only title I want is good and faithful servant. I don't care about what man titles me as. I still kind of cringe sometimes when someone calls me pastor because to me it's like, you know, and I, 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 something I'm working. I know that that's what God called me to do in this church. I am the pastor of the church, but you know, I, I, I focus so much with my church. It's like, guys, come to me as your pastor. Yes, as in, you know, I, I am the man that God has placed to lead the church. But when you come to me, come to me as your friend. Come, come to me as your, as, uh, as you would talk to your friend. But I always tell people. I want you to approach me that way. And I tell my members and I tell anybody who I speak to. And I just told them at church yesterday, don't come to me asking for advice if you haven't asked God first. <coughs> don't come to me asking for advice if you haven't gone to God first. Because the problem is that we keep on putting our faith in man. We put our faith in man because the word doctor is in front of their name, because the word reverend is in front of their name, because the word bishop is in front of their name, because the word deacon is in front of their name. So we automatically associate these titles with trustworthiness when man cannot be trusted if they do not have the Holy Spirit. So. Stop going to man for advice. Renew your mind. Be transformed. Because now, instead of you asking other people, what do you think God is trying to tell me? Stop asking them what God is trying to tell you. Ask God what God's trying to tell you. My goodness. Why, why I don't understand why this is such a hard concept to grasp. Stop going to man. Asking them what God is trying to tell you. When you can go straight to the person who said it. That's what Paul is saying. When you're transformed. When your mind is renewed. When you are elevated to that higher level of capability in the spirit. To that higher place. Now you can go to God. Your mind becomes your meeting place with God. When you want to talk with God. You go to your mind. Yes, you know, you, you reflect what you're doing by getting on your knees to pray. But in reality, when you're praying, where's the meeting place? Your mind. Your mind is your meeting place for you to hear what God wants to tell you today. Okay? So if the mind is a meeting place, but you're looking for God's voice in every other place except your own mind. You're looking for God's voice in books, which is nothing wrong. In podcasts like this, I'm a, I'm trying to raise this podcast, and I'm telling you, this shouldn't be your first choice. This shouldn't be your first thing that you do. Is this is that my goal with this podcast is to be a supplement to your personal relationship with the Lord. 
But if you want to know what God is saying, you have to talk to God. That's why we are renewed of the mind. That's what the Holy Spirit does when he renews our mind and transforms us. He puts us to a place by giving us a spiritual brain transplant where now I can hear God clear as day. And I can recognize God's voice because I've encountered it. I've experienced it and I hear it on such a constant basis that when I hear God's voice, I have no doubt in my mind that that is God's voice speaking to me. So I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to keep it a little bit shorter than usual because like I said, my throat is not exactly doing the best. But guys and, and everybody who's listening, I pray, I pray. I'm going to jump into this prayer real quick, but. As I'm praying, really, really start thinking about these things. Start thinking about when was the last time you met God in that secret place to hear and seek his voice and his counsel for your life. Father God, we come before you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, asking, Lord, that you give every single person who hears this podcast episode today a renewed mind, a transformed mind. Lord, that our minds can be taken to a place where we can hear your voice and understand it, not only hear it, but understand it, not only understand your voice, but to respond to it, Father God, not just hearing your voice and then not doing anything about it. Lord, we want our minds to be renewed so we can hear you, we can understand you, and we can respond when action is required, we can act, and when when silence is required, we can be silenced, when Patience to not do anything is required. We can be patient and not do anything, Lord. That's what I pray for every single one of our one of the listeners, Lord, that they can hear you clearly, respond to you in the way that you want us to respond. I pray that there is transformation and renewal of the mind and the spirit for every single person that hears this episode today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much. Uh, for joining in again i'm not going to tell you guys what i'm going to talk about next because then i'm not going to talk about it because the holy spirit is going to change and i i mean i really take it seriously when i said it when i say that every episode is really about this is not just me sitting in front of a computer and googling topics to talk about like i really do pray on this i'm truly praying every single episode what do you want me to speak about today so Again, you'll know what the topic is when you're subscribed on YouTube, you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, when you're subscribed to our Podbean and you get the notifications, that's when you're going to see what that topic is for that day. Um, so uh, this Friday's episode, I'm actually going to be recording this. I am 100% going to be confirmed uh, recording with my twin brother, Mikey. So this next episode coming up on Friday um it's gonna be the first episode where i do it with my brother my twin uh it might be a constant thing now um i i i don't know why i didn't think about it in the first place but i mean the person i speak to the most about the bible is my brother and i just kind of realized like how cool would it be for you guys to hear two people who sound exactly like agreeing to disagree and then you guys will probably think i'm a schizophrenic because i'm disagreeing with myself but no it's gonna be my twin uh, you're going to hear the difference because we talk way differently. Obviously, um, he, my brother says I'm old. I have a way different verbiage and he's quote unquote young, even though we're the same age, but he uses all the lingo and all the cool kids and 
um it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a good time so um so tune in on friday that will be the first episode with my brother mikey uh check out our link tree that's gonna be in the description of the podcast and go to youtube you'll see it there and on link tree you'll see all the links for all of our social media all all the platforms where we are found and you'll see um everything contact info everything you'll see it there the link to our apparel shop so thank you guys again for joining us if you guys have anything that you would like for me to discuss um shoot me a message shoot me an email reach out on social media um because i you know i do want to have episodes where we're kind of taking what you guys want to talk about as well uh we want to build a community and interact with you also again if there's kind of like a question that you've always <clears throat> you haven't exactly gotten the answer that you've been looking for and you want me to give it a shot definitely reach out to me and let me know but besides that thank you guys so much for being uh, an awesome supporting base so far and until friday we will see you on the disruptive doctrine podcast <laughs>